5: Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, everybody. We just wanted to remind you to please rate us five stars. We love stars. Yum, 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 Mm -hmm. yum. It really, really helps us out. And it makes our day to read your wonderful reviews. Yeah. So uh, thank you to everybody who has rated us five stars so far. And thank you in advance. If you will, please go do that now if you haven't. All right. Here's the episode. Hi, I'm Sienna Jekyll. And I'm a lizard. And I'm Liana Holston. (laughs) And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time. The very slightly less racist 10th anniversary edition. This podcast is a safe space for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching A Streetcar Named Desire.
1: I've always depended on the kindness of
5: strangers. Number 47 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this Stella <laughs> film. Oh, baby, a content warning. Jesus H. Christ. A content warning for sexual assault, uh, suicidality, domestic violence. So- um, racial prejudice, like cruel language, misogyny. Yeah. It's Tennessee Williams. Abusive relationships. Yeah. Yes. It's Tennessee Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. Oh, Whoa. baby. Whoa. Oh my gosh. A streetcar named Desire. Whoa. Oh, Liana, did you know anything about this movie? Do not tell my degree in theater in performance studies this. No. Did you know about Tennessee Williams? Weirdly, I did. Okay. I think that my... That kind of makes sense American studies wise. Yeah. I was in... uh, I did a monologue from it in a theater class. (laughs) Oh my God. It was a class where we also had to do... It was uh, movement for the actor or something like that. Yeah. But the monologue I had to do... Mm was we had to do a movement before it to like get into oh, the okay. character mm-hmm. so i pretended to punch myself in the face <laughs> no joke <laughs> which play was it There's from? a video of it somewhere yes i will only ever showed it let's when we get a patreon it. let's unearth it for the patreon anybody who pays us 100 dollars. yeah oh, i was gonna say a thousand but absolutely sure i can't wait to just talk about some of these tropes throughout. because yeah. no i knew shockingly little about the movie and thus did not know what to expect. So, Sienna, would you like to hear my prediction for what I thought A Streetcar Named Desire might be about? I would love to. Okay. Stella! Hi. (laughs) I'm about to watch what? Oh, no, that's not it. What is it called? Oh. <laughs> oh, a streetcar named Desire. Yes. It's gonna be Marlon Brando, yes. presumably sort of in his hot idiot era. Yeah. And I predict maybe they maybe they ride in dare we guess a streetcar. Hey. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. Okay, gorgeous. So you knew about Marlon. Knew about Marlon. You knew about Stella. Knew about Stella because my car in high school was named Stella because it was my cousin's car and she (laughs) named it. Explains a lot. Yeah. Let's listen to my prediction, shall we? (laughs) Liana! Yeah. I'm about to watch A Streetcar Named Desire. I know about Stella. Yes. I know about Blanche. Oh, uh, this is a Tennessee Williams film. It's going to be dramatic. Mm-hmm. It's going to have sisters. One of them is okay. Going to be slipping from reality a bit. What? Yes. And it's going to have our old friend Marlon Brando. Yeah. Uh, I bet he'll be like a gruff kind of guy for, who's who's who who, who who has street smarts. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go street check smarts her, named her out. Desire. <laughs> Bye-bye, I love you. Wow, okay. You're getting eerily good at predicting these films. I I think I actually had seen part of this movie. No. (laughs) Sienna, how how would you summarize A Streetcar Named Desire? A Streetcar Named Desire. Tennessee Williams loves haunted women Mm. and cruel brutes Uh, of men. Yeah. In this feel-good movie of the year... (laughs) (laughs) Blanche is the older sister with a lot of problems and a ghostly interior. Ooh. Stella is the younger sister who has a thing for guys who break stuff. Yeah. Marlon Brando, or Stan Lee, is the worst man ever Mm -hmm. who's best friends with the other worst men. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of women get attacked and hurt in this movie, and a lot of people have... Traumatic adolescences. Yeah, the end. It's a play about men who hate their wives. <laughs> it is. I in my prediction, I said that I thought Marlon Brando would be like a you know a gruff guy. Mm. I did not realize how. Me neither. Cruel. This was a bummer. This movie was a bummer. It was. A <laughs> big I'll say bummer. it. I was bummed. <laughs> I think that this movie could use a little context. Yes. If you have any. I do. Yes. Uh, good afternoon. What? How do you get into that good, accent? After, good afternoon. Good, good afternoon. afternoon. It's kind of like Ashley. Ashley. And she, she gets, she thinks about her words and then she gets stuck in them. Her past. You're so good at impressions well welcome to the historical context for a streetcar named desire the 1951 film based off of the 1947 play of the same name tennessee williams wrote the play it was a a hit show on Broadway, and then he adapted the play for the screen elia kazan elia kazan directed the play and also the film and marlon brando kim hunter and carl malden originated the roles that they play in the film in the Broadway show. Oh, what? Which I did not know. I that's, know. That's crazy. So that's um, Stanley, Stella, and the, the guy, Mitch? Mitch. Mm. The one who looks like... The cell of fame, Mr. Cellophane, of fame. John C. Riley. John C. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> this film is kind of what propelled Marlon Brando to, like, fame with a capital F. He was not known when he was cast in the Broadway play... And then once he did the film, everyone was like, well, hello to this. Jessica Tandy was the actress who originated the role of Blanche on Broadway, and she won a Tony for it. She was very, very good. Wow. But the film producers went with Vivian Lee because of her star power. For the movie. She's a star. And Lee was playing Blanche in the London version of Streetcar at the time, which was, fun fact, directed by her then husband, Laurence Olivier. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Big names abound. The titular Streetcar uh, ends at Rue Desiree in New Orleans, and it ran from 1920 to 1948, which was the height of streetcar use in that city. So it's like a real, it was a real thing. And Tennessee Williams lived in New Orleans for a time, so that's where those kind of specifics come from in the show Mm. okay the southern gothic genre do you know about this no i didn't Uh, know about this oh i guess i kind of (laughs) do i think i think everybody kind of once i say more words i think all of you will be like yeah i kind of knew about that it was influenced by the overall gothic genre which tldr is just kind of like spooky (laughs) when european (laughs) and it's the southern gothic is like a combination of that and of like the american south And characteristics of it, well, characteristics of the gothic genre include an environment of fear, threat of supernatural events, the intrusion of the past, and a claustrophobic atmosphere. So some of those we definitely see in this play slash film. Common themes of the southern gothic genre, per Wikipedia, Uh. are, quote, Deeply flawed, disturbing, or eccentric characters, decayed or derelict settings, grotesque situations, and other sinister situations relating to or stemming from poverty, alienation, crime, or violence. I mean, there you that's go. That's the play. That's it. Mm-hmm and where europe had like the gothic castle as sort of the spooky setting for like decay and spook the american south had the decaying plantation and that was that's kind of the parallel between those two genres totally all right some differences between the play and the film that was mostly what i was curious about cuz i was like well now i want go- kind of want to read the play mm-hmm. the play takes place entirely in the apartment in the movie obviously there's more flexibility to see like Locale, locales outside of it, although they don't really. I mean, it's like the streetcar, the bowling alley, the pier. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, Blanche's husband in the play, in the movie she just says he dies by suicide because she was like rude to him, kind yeah. of, is what she says. In the play, she he dies by suicide because his affair with an older man is discovered by her and she tells him she's like disgusted by him. So there's like a lot of homophobia nice. in the play as well.
2: I mean, wow.
5: I know. <sighs> okay, content warning that we're going to be talking about sexual assault for the next bit of the historical context. It's- I didn't get this in the film because I, I just didn't. But it's implied very heavily in the play that Stanley rapes Blanche during after their like fight. Um, the play ends with Stanley comforting a crying Stella. As the poker game continues, so Blanche gets taken away, but Stella does not leave Stanley in the play. She stays. So they change that to be, like, I guess, empowering (laughs) for the movie. Also for the code, I guess. I guess. Like, she needs to escape the bad man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. That actually makes more sense in terms of this, like, dark play mm-hmm. that it did not end as happily because I was like, much. oh, well, at least that happened because mm-hmm. everything else was so And it, That upsetting. definitely felt anachronistic. I was like, oh, well, I still feel really bad and that was like, yeah, okay, she's upstairs. Like yeah. that's good. She just has no money or anywhere uh, to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then finally, some fun <laughs> facts <laughs> about Thomas Tennessee Williams yes! who lived from 1911 to 1983. He Kind of grew up in the American South. His father was a traveling salesman and an alcoholic who enjoyed playing poker. Sound familiar? Mm -hmm. His mother was a Southern lady and his sister, Rose, was diagnosed with schizophrenia and then incapacitated after a lobotomy for the rest of her life. Wow. So he took care of her. Like the money that he made from this play on Broadway, he's like funneled toward her care. And uh, so it's thought that Blanche, that character, is, is based off of loosely Rose. Tennessee Williams was gay, which again, like a lot of his a lot of his work is very autobiographical or pulls a lot from his life. So in the Broadway version of the story, like her husband having an affair with a man is, is sort of like pulling from his own affairs in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like a lot of drug and alcohol abuse in the plays. And he experienced that in his own life. And he ended up dying of a drug overdose in 1983 and that's the end of kind of a southern gothic historical context for this southern gothic film grim 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 spooky not uplifting no my other take which i'm just gonna say now yeah is this is like the third or fourth movie on this list where we have seen just like unhinged woman fall apart and i'm getting pretty tired of that Uh uh-huh yep (laughs) (laughs) Is is going crazy and like putting on a tiara and a crazy robe? What men think menopause is? Yeah, I kind of think so. Yeah, they're like, well, women just let's just have them all leave. They don't oh. know how to deal with it. They just have so many feelings. What happens to them? And it's like I know we enjoyed Sunset Boulevard and that was like fun to watch, and then we enjoyed um, All About Eve and that was like fun to watch, but this one, like it's just not really fun yeah. anymore to watch a woman who's older. They're like go a, crazy a childless woman childless woman has nothing to do <laughs> there's nothing for her to do right spiral. she has no purpose in her life and there's always a little mm. bit of a feeling with all those that this is also making me think where it's kind of like well maybe she shouldn't have gotten so much so famous and gotten so much money totally this one a lot of times in this movie it's like well she was really annoying yeah she kept taking baths it maybe always, we should kill her i was like ooh. well So yes. let's head right into phone yes. notes because yes. it seems like we already want to talk let's hop on that streetcar Oh, wow. <laughs> this is the section where we read the notes that the other person took on their phone while watching the film. At the end of the first thing you wrote down was, are streetcars named? <laughs> streetcars, so, more than I, any other car, there's not much real estate for you to even write a name on. Here's Here's, I think what the answer is, is that... You know, buses, they say, like, whatever the stop is at the end of the line. Uh I think because that street in New Orleans is called Rue Desiree, the streetcar said Desire. Uh. (laughs) I was like, like a boat. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I do like about and now that you've experienced this Tennessee Williams thing, Mm. I mean, like, to me, this is seems so what I imagined when I imagine a Tennessee Williams thing. It's like, (laughs) yeah. A really stressed out, haunted woman <laughs> having memories like she's like, oh no, I've spilled I spilled Coca-Cola on my big pink dress. Yeah. The last time I had a big pink dress on was when I went to the prom and mm. everyone in the prom died. <laughs> but they said I was the most beautiful one. Yep. And then I lit a house on fire. <laughs> and I went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> or did I? Or did I? I don't remember. <laughs> Everyone in the jail so f- fuzzy to me now. <laughs> they said I was the prettiest one in the jail. <laughs> oh, my suitors in the jail cell. <laughs> I got so many poems in jail.
1: You okay. remember?
5: <laughs> Do you remember? You were there. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. That I had fun with. You've said, I weigh the same as I did the summer dad died. LOL. <laughs> okay, bitch. <laughs> Do you remember this? Is it when she says, like Blanche arrives at the bowling alley and she's like, oh, Stella, I'm, I'm so, on oh, my nerves from being on the train and the streetcar. You've put on weight. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little chubby, but it, it becomes, becomes you. you. I, will, you I wouldn't so say that if it didn't. I weigh the same as the <laughs> summer the dad died. And I was like, all right sorry we have to go test the temperature of the water in our bathtub we'll be right back
0: (laughs) let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket legal shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years they connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee
5: My notes, I could only bold so many because so many of them were just so me being like, this is terrible. Yeah. I'm so upset. Yeah. That I had to just uh, find find the fun ones. Mm Mm-hmm. I was bawling by the end. Really? Yes. I was... This is the most that a movie has affected me. Holy shit. It was crazy. Whoa. Well, let's start with some fun things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is... This is so well put about some of the experience of this movie. Okay. Liana said early on, mind Mm. you. Okay. Yep. Objectively hot. And then right below that, her next note is, then he opened his mouth. (laughs) Marlon Brando, the dark eyebrows, very hot. The big torso, very hot. That voice? Not good. (laughs) Okay. There were a number of people in this film I couldn't understand at all. (laughs) Did you have subtitles on? I did. Yeah. Me too. But they, the minute it started, I said, "Whoa, <laughs> Blanche! Oh my, Blanche! What's happening?" Oh, <laughs> uh, question: Were your subtitles wrong? Yes. No. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yes, Same. they were wrong.
5: Yeah, they. This is the first time I've seen a movie where the app was just like, "There's too many words. I'm just going <laughs> to give you the gist." <laughs> <laughs> this Is basically what she said. <laughs> I was like, uh, that's not. She used so many more words. That can't. I do not think that is right. Yeah, it's Blanche is just like whispering tragically. That's so true. <laughs> is this is a street card desire. what I a. Oh, stop you're chubby, and I'm just skinny. <laughs> oh, just one, one scotch for me now. Well, maybe another. Just put the put the cab on the oh. bar. And then uh, Marlon Brando's like, what's his voice? He's like. <laughs> It's just It's almost I mean you, I It's know, hard because we know he's the, He ends up being the godfather So you can kind of hear
0: Those I know little parts
5: Where it's like Oh it's trending cotton ball I know this isn't right please. But I picture it kind of like Hey Yeah Miles and It's like That's pretty close Because it's like You have this really hot man And then it's as if He opened his mouth And a rat started talking <laughs> Look at my big old biceps Yeah Stella Ugh he was, uh, like, you know what? Shrill. Shrill. Shrill is a man. Marlon Brando yep. was a shrill man. he also sometimes say things where he's like, yeah, I'm an engineer, but I, you got so, everybody knows me. I'm my friend, Shark. I hit with the grilled cheese. And she's like, I fell into a hole. I fell into a hole. <laughs> I fell, into a, <laughs> I fell hole. into a hole. When <laughs> I was a child, I fell into a deep, deep hole. I didn't get out and for it five me years. years. Get out of it. I but now I'm only 30 years old, please. I crawled out using my gloves and a purse. And when I got there, my whole family had died. <laughs> I buried them myself and I lost two fingers in the process. I married i married a man who was already a corpse. <laughs> I did I, love, whenever she'd talk about her husband, she'd only call him the dead boy. The dead boy. He was such a boy and then he was so very dead. Like, did he have a name? I don't my know. My boy who died, oh... All- gosh he's so dead he he was a poet don't touch those Don't is... touch those now to burn them in myself <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um one thing also very funny about this movie mm-hmm. she's literally 30 i think that blanche is supposed to be like 30 years old oh my god and her entire thing is that she's like i'm so old. i'm a witch. I've become a goblin don't look at me I'm the oldest person you've ever seen in your life and then her John C. Riley boyfriend is like let me see you I've (laughs) never seen your face in the light this is my favorite part there were two parts that I was like this is truly funny one was when we're jumping around fuck whatever Marlon Brando and Blanche okay so Stanley and Blanche hate each other the whole film it's Blanche's birthday at the end and Stanley gives her as a birthday gift a bus ticket and I was like That is hilarious. (laughs) That is incredibly funny. Here's a gift. Get the fuck out of here. And then the other thing that made me laugh, which this wasn't like funny, but Mitch Blanche's like Amour, who then finds out all the stuff about her past, is like, I've never seen you in good lighting. (laughs) So let me hold you up to a bulb and actually see your face. And I truly was like, what is he expecting? A witch? (laughs) What does he think is going to happen when he holds her up to some brighter light? And then his response is like, okay, so you're old. (laughs) Which is like Vivian Lee I think was like 37 or something. She was like in her mid-late 30s. Yeah. The the character is supposed to be, again, like 30 or 31 or something. Like, she's Mm. supposed to be so very young. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And the the, the idea that it's like, let me look at you. Oh god. (laughs) You are 30 years old. Can you still bear children for my mother? (laughs) My old, old mother, who's 45. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Liana, I also clocked this moment. You said, did he just say... Bo- <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. You said... We gotta talk about it. You said... <laughs> did he just say bowling is a good workout? This hot idiot.
0: Bowling is bowling like a
5: big part of the movie. I think he... I honestly think the only reason bowling ended up being a good work workout is because every time he went bowling, he was in... A boxing match with whoever he was bowling against. (laughs) That was the workout, (laughs) not the bowling. Everything's a workout when you have anger, (laughs) deep anger issues. When you keep physically fighting people, that is cardiovascular. (gasps) Okay, what was up with the bowling lobby at this time of American history? Liana has said, "Uh, what was the movie where the guy ends up furiously bowling? Double indemnity. I guess men in the past really needed bowling as anger management. It's so true. Unbelievable. <laughs> but I agree. The bowling lobby must have had... They must have seen somebody... Like, some producer hit a kid with his car. <laughs> they had something on Hollywood. To Nopped be like, a bunch, put not bowling in your a film. A bunch of kids down. <laughs> <laughs> producer bowled over some kids. <laughs> <laughs> we saw you use our balls for evil. <laughs> it is funny to imagine that all these guys, like, before they were, like before we talked about mental health yeah. or before we the, uh, medications were were uh, allowed or, <laughs> were widely accepted and used yeah. that they would just like find the heaviest thing to throw mm-hmm. in a contained environment <laughs> and that's I guess that's why they're safest it's safest to put them in a bowling alley because yeah. they're gonna throw something regardless <laughs> of where they happen. are which we saw him do in the he apartment so many things the f- heaviest thing nearby he would just pick up and throw when so in- yeah bowling really was the sport Before- that's the heaviest ball For of sure. any of the sports Leona, <laughs> I just saw this note thank you you've said <laughs> hello you look like a young prince out of the Arabian Nights ma'am he is a white teenager <laughs> was crazy it was insane a random white teenager <laughs> enters her home a white teen appears <laughs> Who's very haunted i'm collecting money for the evening star then she makes a joke that he doesn't get which was you also awful to watch like the women take l's in every possible category in this film and then she <laughs> keeps being like come back do you have a light for my cigarette what time is it can i kiss you on the mouth?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like whoa And then she's like You look like a young prince From the Arabian Nights (laughs) I was like This is Derek From down the road He does not look (laughs) Also why was he there? He was collecting money For the evening star For the paper Why at night? He was The evening star (laughs) We only work In the evening It's not the morning star They need the money In the evenings (laughs) It's that thing From the past Where a kid could be Anywhere at any given time Uh huh Yep (laughs) What else do they have to do? Um. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, I love Leanna's notes on this movie. Oh. You've said, "Okay, girl, let's uh, let's get it together." <laughs> <laughs> the problem with Tennessee Williams stuff is like the internalized misogyny will jump out <laughs> <laughs> from time to time. Uh-huh. So sometimes with Blanche, I was like, "All right, all right. okay, <laughs> let's um." let's pick ourselves up uh let's get out of the bath (laughs) let's go for a walk maybe apply for a job i don't know being crazy right now you you look insane (laughs) when they go to the card game and she's like can i I look at your cards (laughs) it's like no she's not no girl you may not (laughs) okay oh here's what else was disappointing to me about this movie was up top yeah, I was really excited during the intro scene between Blanche and Stanley because there is like a sexual tension between them in uh-huh. that first scene where they first meet. And I was like, oh, is the spice going to be that she and Stanley are having an affair and they right. have to keep it from Stella? Oh. And that's like the heartbreak of this. Can you imagine mm-hmm. anything in this movie being consensual? <laughs> no. Oh, and then I thought there was going to be more intrigue around whatever Blanche's past was. Uh, not that it was just like sexual, not sexual trauma, I guess. Not that it was just like trauma and then questionable sexual experiences. Right. I thought there was going to be more like, I thought Blanche was going to have more authority in her own past narrative. Oh, uh-huh. I was wildly optimistic. Yeah. It was more like these things happened and yeah. my husband died I was, by suicide and then I had to be a sex worker. <laughs> yeah in a flamingo hotel can we just talk about oh i didn't even think about the fact she was getting money from that but that would make sense i think so yes yes, yes okay so this might be too dark to have but please maybe it isn't um just to break down what's Blanche's deal. What's Blanche's deal? And this is our segment. What's Blanche's deal? So here's the thing you got to know about Tennessee Williams. Everything oh. we're about to talk about is very dark. It's all very dark. But, <laughs> but what is her things, deal? This, but this as a movie? Let's see. Okay. Ridiculous. so let's, let's try to start from day one with Blanche. Okay, she's born. She, Blanche is born. <laughs> on a plantation which is a rough start it's an l from the beginning and she is she grows up on belle Reve. she's an educated girl sophisticated lady and then she she marries a gay boy she (laughs) marries a sensitive gay boy she should have known when he wrote her poems he wrote her several poems saying i am gay (laughs) dear blanche i am gay this is not a poem he writes some beautiful (laughs) poems i I can't understand his language is so beautiful this is not a poem i am gay (laughs) please dear blanche happy pride I've literally never made anything rhyme I okay. am gay then what I thought was very very funny I, I literally I think I wrote somewhere like yes girl you killed him <laughs> that was my thing too that was a real whiplash scene when she's confessing on the pier yeah. so I was like oh my god she did murder and then yeah. I was like oh no and by this time in the movie you're like I'm so happy she did murder because I'm so happy every for her. man we've seen is like terrible terrible terrible, criminally terrible. and uh, uh, she's like I killed my husband and you're like yeah, yes queen. queen and then she's like bye <laughs> because i said something rude to him <laughs> and then and he then went and shot himself, shot himself <laughs> by the lake <laughs> and i like, was like whoa <laughs> during the dance that is he left her on the dance floor which my high school prom date did do i will say <laughs> <laughs> is it because and then said, her husband he, my high school prom date did not do this her husband went and shot himself in the head and the reason that is because she was like you cry at night and i don't respect you yeah it's way more sense that in the play he was having an affair with the man okay one thing that's very funny oh. is whenever she hears when she goes off by herself she hears polka music play and Which a gunshot in itself is a curse yeah I mean to have to relive because the trauma of your husband dying by suicide that's bad enough but then for it to also be polka music it was polka music when he died come on no that's that that's, stays with her forever that is kicking the horse while it's down <laughs> what is the phrase she goes off and yeah, beating yeah. De- no, kicking, kicking her while she's down. Kicking I was down. I kicked a horse. I kicked that horse right in the mouth. I kicked it so hard. It told all the other horses I was a slut. I was an absolute slut because the horse spread rumors about me at the mill, the I, horse factory. I stayed at the horse hotel. <laughs> I ate oats every day. I ate oats <laughs> for <laughs> men. They paid me to eat oats. <laughs> okay, so then she's like so sad about that understandably mm. that she goes to a hotel and meets lots of men in the nighttime. Yeah. And um, I guess cause the plantation is crumbling. So she needs like, to finance it. I guess was her poor. Which and her also whole sort of family her... died of the plague. I don't know. <laughs> they all got wiped out at the same time, but I she don't didn't. Know. And then I still not understand. I don't remember how to sell a met Stan, but Stella just peaced out. I don't think they talk about their meat cute. Liana says men really hate the sound of women laughing. When they were playing poker, and the two sisters were back from their fun evening, just laughing about something, they have fun for one second, and it was and the fun. And then they were like, "Shut up!" And I was like, "That is what our review section looked like when we first launched our podcast." <laughs> like, "Shush!" And then were like, "Shut up!" <laughs> and then they threw the radio out the window. <laughs> they're so scared they're getting laughed at, and you know what? And that- they weren't even talking about them. They were laughing about a different woman. It was like the opposite of a Bechdel test. <laughs> It was two women making fun of a different woman. Which somehow was the most feminist thing we've seen. It could have happened, uh, and then they got abused. Uh, Sienna, you've said, Remember when being a little bit of a slut was the big reveal? Oh yeah! <laughs> Just as you were saying when we thought there'd be more darkness in her past. Yeah. Really she's like, fine, I'll tell you. I was kind of a little bit of a slut. <laughs> a little bit of a slut. I had sex a handful of times. times not out of wedlock because my husband famously yeah. gay and dead it was like I was like a grown woman the one time it was a problem and I got but like you know <laughs> the one okay fair enough the one time and just before this I did kiss a teen <laughs> but other than that those were like the only two times every other time was fine it's just like yeah and he's like, See, "Wow! It definitely okay. is like, whoa! It was giving the energy of like she had embezzled yeah. billions from the Federal yeah. Reserve or something. Yeah. There had been some huge, cool plot that she'd been involved with, and it was just like, oh no, she was just She's having just sex with people. Had sex before. <sighs> Tella <Ta-da>! marketing. Ah, <laughs> we'll be right back." Well, let us hop on the streetcar out of the neighborhood that they lived in and head on down to our segment Badges and Trages," in which we award the film a badge for... Desire. Desire and a trage for death. Okay. <laughs> they said in the movie that those were opposites. Oh, that's right. And I was like, I, I don't think that's are- true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the opposite of death is, is desire. desire. I I do, you know what? I I, I I have a badge for the tight, tight t-shirt. Ugh. I did feel um grateful. When you start this movie, before you know anything about what's going to come? Before you know about what's coming. That man is hot. That is a hot torso. If you and just, face, minus yeah. the voice and personality. Um, ah. cool. Yeah, Badge for when she draws her first bath. Stella is like, oh my, would you like the water warm or what? And Blanche says scalding. scalding. And I love a scalding yeah. shower or bath. I love the heat. Badge for whoever was on the street just shouting, fish! <laughs> Badge for I love a family drama. Just when it started, I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. I, love hear, I love hearing about my friend's family drama. I love hearing about strangers' family drama. Just hmm. in general, that is fascinating to me. Badge for the blocking of the scene where she is going through her trunk was immaculate blanche had so Mm. much to do with her hands badge for the distant voice when blanche is dissociating Mm -hmm. a badge for uh, reading glasses blanche puts on reading glasses when she's going through all the paperwork and i was like (laughs) okay reading queen yes okay eye strain (laughs) oh uh badge for blanche fully fishing for compliments Mm -hmm. as i said to you recently my favorite sport is demanding compliments (laughs) she was like people used to say i was beautiful and marlon brando's like every woman wants me to tell her she's beautiful i'm not gonna tell you you're beautiful and she was like okay i was literally just fishing for compliments (laughs) all you had to say was i am beautiful i love that i love that a badge for the lighting and everyone finding their light i thought that was very good that was very good very good (laughs) if i may as a film woman that was good (laughs) i'll give it a badge for highly moving Hmm. it made me feel a lot i didn't like feeling a lot of the feelings damn but it was effective wow a badge for the music i thought the score was good spooky jazz it was very good (laughs) (laughs) a badge for this is not happy but a badge for not showing an assault scene We were just talking recently about how you don't need to show that stuff and um, it was extremely haunting Mm -hmm. without showing anything Mm. Yeah. Badge for Vivian Lee's right eyebrow once again Vivian? Doing the work Vivian? Mm -hmm. Badge for, I think I understand plays now (laughs) (laughs) Okay Let's, what does that mean? Okay, I've never had a problem with plays. Oh, I've been a fan. Okay but i go to one and I'd be like, what? <laughs> but I will say, I think I'm just more mature in a lot of ways. Ooh. And watching this, I was like, like, for example, the Stella scene. Mm-hmm. When it's like, Stella! Yeah. And uh, she comes down and she kind of collapses over him. A-, a lot of this was clearly taken from the play. Oh, yeah. And it was just so artistic. And I, I understood what it was conveying without actually saying it. You know, like I could just really feel her coming yeah. back to her abuser and him calling to her, he always, like, comes back right afterward. And, again, I just, I, I was absorbing a lot of what they were, I think, trying to make me feel. Ugh. And I was like, I want to see a play now. You know what? Plays are very good. <laughs> 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 no, I agree. Badge for the way that Blanche just said, temperamental. And <laughs> she's talking to, I think, the evening star boy. I have a badge for Vivian's full voice when she really actually drops into her actual voice at the end and she's explaining her whole backstory to Mitch. And as someone who's taking, taking a breathwork class, I will say, very good. <laughs> and a badge for the scream that she unleashes at the end of her oh. like tirade at Mitch. And she's like, don't touch me or I will scream. And then she chases him out and she screams. And I was like... That was a good, that was very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Trages. 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 If this was anything, it was tragic. Oh, uh, yeah. I've written Trage for just the way Brando talks about women. Ooh. I don't even remember when I wrote this, but I clearly wrote this so at, early at, on. Anytime. Before he'd even <laughs> <Yeah>. done anything. <laughs> yeah. That just like the way he just talks, like the way he talks to them, like he's clearly disgusted by their very existence. Mm-hmm a trage for this boy not getting her joke when <laughs> he's like i'm collecting money for the evening star and she's like i don't know stars needed money he's like no it's a newspaper trage for i am terrified for all the women and everyone mm-hmm. it was a terrifying experience oh trage for quote you're not clean enough to bring in the house with mother just all of Ew. the shame and um taboo around sex and uh, sex work not good there's something so dark and frightening too about a man like that that kind of character where he was a trusted Mm -hmm. man and then he just turns the second she's not exactly what he wants very scary and that is how i felt my next tragedy is just it's so upsetting to watch men scare women yeah that's not fun yeah that's not like art (laughs) that's just kind of human history it's really scary tried for breaking everything they break so many things yeah my next trage weirdly is a trage for him not throwing the cake <sighs> because in that scene her birthday scene he picks up his own dinner he throws it his own glass he throws it he's clearly going on a tirade and i was like you know what i kind of do want to see that cake that get thrown because yeah. have you ever seen a cake hit a wall very satisfying oh i said trage for beating the crap out of his girlfriend like there is a there's a part where he just wails on stuff like behind a door or something but it it just it made me just curl into a little ball yeah also the a trage for it's I, i don't know if i would call it a trope but we we've we see this often in depictions of abusive relationships where the man is abusing the woman and the woman is pregnant yes and it's just such a like yeah if she gets hurt also, maybe, like, the fetus gets hurt. But also, like, if she gets hurt bad enough, she might die. Yeah. Because they don't know what to do with pregnant bodies. Like, right. doctors didn't really ever... We still haven't figured it out. <laughs> I wrote, tried for creepiest guy slash teen. This is the teen who came <laughs> in and talked about the <laughs> Evening Star. Evening Star. He was so creepy. <laughs> that was weird. Weird it's vibes. Weird character choices. Very weird vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was the... Who was that? Who was that? <laughs> okay. Well... Let's move on. To our sunny, sunny segment. <laughs> How to pretend you've seen this film. This is for You're, I guess, on a streetcar. You're on a streetcar and you're headed toward desire. <laughs> or death. No way to know. And And uh, I mean Mitch, the less yeah. the less worse of the two. And Mitch. Mitch. Yeah, elbows his way over to you on the streetcar. And, uh, At rush hour, so yeah. it's packed already. It's absolutely packed. Crowds Squeezes up to you there. It is in the hot. humidity. Uh, he goes, Hey, <laughs> I've been on a streetcar. <laughs> it looks like you've never been in a streetcar before. <laughs> <sighs> well, and in order to stop Mitch right there,
0: <laughs> I you it.
5: say, I, I sense where this is going, Mitch. <laughs> I know what that word means. This actually happens to me a lot. Culturally, yeah, I get it. I live here. We're going to give you a few sentences you can say to pretend you've seen the film A Streetcar Named Desire. You know, perhaps it comes from the the Southern Gothic genre, Mitch, but there's a feeling of doom throughout the movie A Streetcar Named Desire that leaves a sense that nothing is going to be okay and that everyone's fate is inevitable. Oh, Mitch, I apologize for my delay. It's just the heat it gets to my nerves. I, yes, I know a streetcar named Desire. and Mitch, there's all this mortgage paperwork that I don't know what to do with. Please, can you take a look? I oh, so smart to scare him away by going at him. So. Yes. Mitch, the ruin, the deterioration within every character in this film reflects the ruin and deterioration in the American South mm. at the the time that it takes place. Mm. Mitch, please, you can say anything you want on the streetcar, but don't mention <laughs> the baby. <laughs> Mitch, the characters in Streetcar Named Desire, uh, like in many Tennessee Williams plays... ...are strongly influenced by Tennessee Williams' uh, family members and experiences, if you'd believe it. Mitch, may I ask a favor of you? If you could please just shut your mouth. I've always (laughs) depended on the kindness of strangers. (laughs) (laughs) And now we've reached our stop. (laughs) We've reached Desiree. Ding, ding. And uh, it's time for us to go to our next segment. Should you watch this? Oh. <laughs> in which we tell you if you should watch A Streetcar Named Desire or if you should do anything else with your time. Liana? Mm. Here's my insane suggestion that is impossible. What you should do instead of watching the film A Streetcar Named Desire is you should be me <laughs> in 2017 okay. at my theater intensive. Okay. Watching Claire. Shouts out to you, Claire. I hope you are well in Australia where you live. Perform a scene from A Streetcar Named Desire. She was so amazing as Blanche. She, I will say it, better than Vivian Lee Whoa. at this role. She was incredible. Seeing it live was amazing. Wow. Sorry, everyone. Sorry you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. I have actually a very, very smart take on this movie. Ooh. <laughs> but I think I'm going to say it mostly in our ratings. But yeah. uh, I really think you should just see the play of this movie. Mm. I think it, it, it as in, in the movie medium, robs it of a lot of what it could be. Yeah. Um, I think what you could do instead, if you love a family drama and feeling terrible, <laughs> something you could watch is Succession. Yes. It's <laughs> sort of about the deterioration of our country in the modern day. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and there's lots of family drama in there, lots of family dynamics, people tearing each other apart. And um, it's just very entertaining. I like that show a lot.
1: Yeah.
2: But whenever I
5: was trying to recommend it, I was like, "You, I, I think you should watch it, but it'll also make you feel really bad. Mm-hmm. Which is what a lot of people probably say about this movie. Dang. So you can do that instead. Interesting. Yep.
4: <laughs> Liana,
5: how would you rate the film? A streetcar named Desire. Oh, Gorsh. Uh, mm, as an experience, I really did not enjoy myself yeah. while watching this film. It which was <laughs> such a bummer. It was such a bummer. I think I think Vivian Lee did a really good job. So I don't want to completely like Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it one. I'll give it one paper lantern out of five I would give it one because I think Vivian Lee did a great performance and I think I think the play itself like I think this would be a fun play to be in acting wise because there is so much to do but I think the themes of abuse and assault and misogyny and 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 Mm -hmm. are so like oppressively upsetting that it's as a watch, as a viewing experience, it was not mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. And Marlon Brando sucks, like, as a dude. <laughs> yeah. And you just can kind of tell. You can tell a little yeah. bit. Yep. Yep. Sienna, what would you rate it? Gosh, it really is tough, huh? There are parts of this film that I thought were... I, I really enjoy sort of the Tennessee Williams vibe because it's just so crazy. Hmm. And I like, in some ways, thinking about the the themes that he kind of plays around with. And also, it's it's fun to see like sort of the essence of what his characters are, which is just sort of like haunted people who say things like this. Yeah. Um, so fun to get a taste of that. Uh, but it, it had a profound effect on me emotionally. I was hysterically bawling by the end. Oh my gosh. It was weird. It like brought up a lot of stuff uh, from like
2: my youth.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Which I guess is kind of what he's trying to do. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I really wanted to turn it off a lot. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to turn yeah. it off. I was like shaking wanting to turn it off. Whoa! Uh, but also like leaning into that experience a little bit uh-huh. as art makes you do. Right. Which is why I really think I would have preferred it as a play. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who said this, but this is a theory I've heard before, which is that the thing about movies, like the movie medium is before with plays, after the play ends, like you had this incredibly profound moving experience and then you get to see the audience. Or yeah. So you get to see the cast. They come out and they bow mm. and you can all ha- sort of have that moment together of like, release. this wasn't real. Yeah. This is release versus seeing something in your house that are just, just watching brutal, brutal men beat people up and have a terrible time. There are some things that are just meant to be on the stage. Yeah. So for that reason, as a movie, I think I would give this one out of five. Coca Colas, mm. yes, um, with lemon. Yeah, with lemon and and a shot. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> um, there's like a lot that I enjoyed about it, but I it was it was it was a lot. So anyway, it's a hard watch. Hope those reasons make sense. Mm-hmm. I also will say, uh huh, I would not do a revival of this play <laughs> anymore. I don't think we need it. If if there are theater people out there, we don't we're good. <laughs> you could maybe do stuff where women like have um, control in their own lives. Like I think that'd be a pretty sick yeah, narrative. Yeah, great point. <laughs> there are other plays. Women actually can do acting <laughs> in other realms besides just. Oh, the past was so different, and now I'm 23 years old, and I need to walk into a lake. I'm not worth it anymore. <sighs> <laughs> don't look at me unless it's the middle of the night and you can't see in the first place <laughs> well everybody well, that was A Streetcar Named Desire Desire ooh, ooh. Mm. um please if you like <laughs> please. please please rate us five stars five stars it's- it uplifts our spirits yeah. in a way you cannot begin to imagine. If you want to uplift the spirits of, 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 of sad two sad women, old, old, old women tired in their 20s, <laughs> who are very young, <laughs> then please rate us five stars Apple on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, the evening star of podcast listening hubs. We are at Tossed Popcorn. On Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) And join us next week when we will be watching... Rear Window. Rear Window. That's right. (gasps) Whoa. We'll see you then. Interesting. (laughs) Thank you. We We love love you. you. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. Tennessee
0: Williams? More like, you're about to...